0: Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
1: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora
0: Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A podcast. podcast.
3: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for
0: listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
5: Oh, let's go, stinking genius. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let me know when it's Tua time. Let's oh go. My gosh.
6: Well, I, I don't think Tua could save Michigan um, as we. Oh, Georgia finally had something bad happen. Yeah, they missed Yay. the field goal. 159 to go in the third quarter, it's but good it's still. It's to be
5: a Georgia Bulldog.
6: 27 to 3, Bulldogs. What's interesting? Yeah, as we celebrate the new year, we are Woo. two hours away from ringing in 2022. Happy, Happy new, new Year, year stinking genius! Happy New Year to the crew. Woo. 2022. That's wow. right. Wow. Um. Obviously, Danny G is producing the show tonight. Alex Teichert is running it. Uh, was that to say, updates, or did I just? No, see no, it? I didn't the... give
5: him the night off. He's there. Yeah, right, yes, yeah, it was. Awesome. Love it,
6: Steve. Steve Desager on Updates. And obviously, tonight being New Year's Eve, before we dive into everything that's uh, going on in the sports world, I want to remind you, don't make a lifelong mistake tonight ringing in the New Year. It can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go, and you think, ah, eh," instead of calling for a ride home, Uber, a cab, you think, what's the worst that can happen? You can get pulled over. You can lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone drive over, uh, drive sober or get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. I urge everyone to have a blast tonight, enjoy yes. it. I remember uh whenever I was younger, I'd always scoff at those who would call it amateur night because I'm like, ha, "I'm still out here and I'm a pro drinker, but it is. It's amateur night, so please be smart. Uh and again, think when you drink, always have a way home. We've got Uber, we've got Lyft, we've got uh, taxis, you name it. You got walking. Be smart tonight. So As we shift our focus here sitting in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio for the next three hours and 58 minutes, not like I'm counting down. Uh, We'll we'll talk Alabama since in a bit, but Arnie, the the shocking thing to me and my 9-5 is college football. I really thought that Michigan was going to come out here and find a way to stymie Georgia's offense. And I thought Georgia was going to stymie Michigan's offense. I thought that by the time we hit the air, we'd be headed towards fourth quarter of about a 10-3 to football game. You see, what happened was, is this Georgia football team you're seeing tonight is the Georgia football team that we've seen most of the season outside of the SEC championship game. Exactly. And I don't know who the hell this Michigan team is here tonight, but this is pure and utter domination.
5: Well, that's why Georgia is going to be favored over Alabama in the championship game. And they look great. Bennett looked great. You know, all the talk about should Bennett be the quarterback. I don't know why there was even talk about that. Um, you're right. I thought it was going to be a little bit more, well, you were right about the three points, but uh, you sure. just didn't think that Georgia was going <laughs> to twenty seven. I... though. it's not a big offensive output. Bennetts had a really good day. No turnovers. That's the most important thing. It's not the two touchdowns or a little bit less than three hundred. It's the zero interceptions out there. Um, they've run the ball well. Also, they've mixed it up. They've uh mixed it up defensively. Michigan didn't know if they were coming or going. McNamara not being able to get the ball downfield. I mean, they haven't been able to run the ball. They can't pass the ball. Georgia's defense is exactly what we thought they were before the Alabama game um, when they got lit up. And I, I wonder. I-, I can't wait to see in the rematch to be honest with you
6: um okay uh let's let's stop just for one second yes, here Arnie. yes yes what you you, you like the, the the plan that they had, the scheme they had up you do realize that means you have to give credit to coaching coaching um scheming offensive and defensive coordinators you realize when you say that that's a tip of the cat to the coaching staff and you are someone who infamously doesn't think coordinators matter so well,
5: no, I, I just, you know, everybody was just kind of giving up on Georgia after that Alabama game saying, you see, they're not, they're not as elite as they were. And look at the easy schedule they had. And they hadn't played anybody really tough, even though they played in the sec and i they're flexing their muscle again. I mean, this is, I think this is an impressive victory over Michigan. Come on. You can say it. You can say it. good job. Todd Monkin their offensive coordinator, <laughs> really
6: good job by Dan Lanning, uh, Kirby, gosh, another freaking fumble by Michigan. Uh, they fell on it though. Um, Arnie, th- this coaching staff did a hell of a job. Do you know who else is on this staff that I completely forgot about who, as one of their analysts? Will Muschamp. Oh. <laughs> each each SEC. Well, yeah, Michigan has a lot of analysts, but each SEC team in this Final Four, Alabama and Georgia, Alabama now onto the finals, they have like twenty analysts. Uh, and maybe 30 total if you include quality control coaches. Um, they just – they have so many different eyes looking at ways to beat you. And I thought to myself, I honestly did, uh, with with Georgia up 27-3, to 3, winding down the third quarter. Yeah. I honestly thought, Arnie, that it was going to be hard for a Dan Lanning. That's the Georgia defensive coordinator because he's taken the Oregon job. And if you look historically – that can be a bit of a challenge, right? Whenever you have a coordinator, he calls the plays, he schemes the defense, that is off to a new job but still says, "No, no, no, I want to coach." It makes it tough. I forgot about Kirby Smart, forgot about Will Muschamp, and their defense has shown no ill effects at all of of a coordinator who was off to be a head coach somewhere. And oh, by the way, they have the best players, that helps a lot too.
5: No, it does, and, I, and that's why I like him in the rematch. I mean, first of all, Alabama's really we'll get to that in a little bit with injuries. I'm not sure. sort of talking about the play on the field, but they, they've they certainly got their injuries, but uh, again, and and by the way, this is exactly the Georgia team. Um, some people were expecting when they played Alabama in the SEC championship game, but a good victory. Michigan, look, like you said, you knew it was going to be a low-scoring game. You just didn't know that Michigan's defense <laughs> was going to give up 27, though you should have maybe expected it. it was Michigan's defense, not all that great at times, um, but then again. Again, Georgia's uh, offense does sputter sometimes. Um, but, again, uh, they looked real good today. I.G. Bennett played very well against Alabama in their SEC championship game.
6: You know, you said something as we welcome you into Fox Sports Radio, talking four-team playoffs. Is we had four fingers in the air, uh, Georgia dominating Michigan, so we're on a collision course next Monday night for Georgia and Alabama in the national championship game. But, Arnie, you said something about um, Stetson Bennett. Yeah. And the question's Why? That's not just something that's been happening. The week between the loss and the SR, no the week. What am I talking right, about? I, the month uh, yeah, between yeah. the championship game—that's uh, been questions all season
5: long. Right, but I, when you got this far though. I mean, I I can understand that being earlier in the year, and, and also with the injury, Um, I understand that. But now that you're getting ready for the semifinals, enough is enough. You know, dance with the who brought you, Chris? Would you Would you say I was right about that? I don't even know why that's still a an issue at this point in time.
6: Well, because he does things that doesn't that that just don't don't make any. Did I use proper or improper English I don't know. there? There's these, there's these moments where he'll do things, and you're like, "What the hell was that?" I mean, he, he did it the uh what the second drive of the third quarter, where he's thrown back across his body into the middle. And listen, I, I understand that's really nitpicking, but he's not the most mobile guy. He took three sacks in the SEC championship game. Tennessee, who had a horrific defense this year, sacked him twice. I, I just, he's not the most ac- accurate guy in the world, but I, I understand. I'm with you. I, I never was really understood it.
5: Plexed about the right before the halftime, um, okay. what they were trying to do. But but then again, if somebody's got to take charge. Nobody was calling timeout. Here's um, the thing
6: that blew my mind
5: about that. Yeah, okay. Coach is standing on the sideline. First, he's called. The then then timeout. I'm getting rid out of face on it. I'm like, well, do something about it then, you know? <laughs> Do all the time out. God, what what is what is Call Kirby timeout, Smart? Talk time him to speed it up. He didn't do anything. Kirby Smart salary
6: and he's worth it. I'm not bringing this up to say, right. oh, he doesn't deserve it. Kirby Smart makes uh, $7 mil a year. You right. telling me that seven million dollar man couldn't figure out to turn to the official? Go time out. Time out. He when was, you to get a time he put, out. But they had
5: one time out left. But he was calm with about fifty four seconds left. The clock is running. The clock is running thirty seconds. Then he starts getting red faced. Like what are we doing? <laughs> I don't, what do you mean? What are we doing? Do you don't know? You didn't discuss this with your with your coordinator. Before, before you got the ball back? You didn't discuss what, what the plan is for the last 122? And then they took their time with the play before that one also, yeah. but no big deal. I mean, it, you know, it still worked out. And By the way, you know, you said you gave all those reasons why Bennett was still a, a question mark. Sure. I thought he played pretty well against Alabama. Yeah, he, he had a couple mistakes, but um, I thought that was enough to at least solidify saying, okay, we'll wait for the rematch. It, it,
6: okay, uh, this is good to get in the weeds, and I think yes. if you're a Georgia, well, Georgia fans not listening right now, they're no, hammered they're and I they're on the Cloud nine, (laughs) But if you're an SEC fan or if you follow college football, you know, they've got JT Barrett and I know he hasn't been healthy, but I, I, listen, I'm just bringing up a point here because I do agree with you. I'm not a big JT Barrett guy. And just because he was a five-star quarterback, I don't think he's better for George than what Stetson Bennett is. But Arnie, it seemed as if every single mistake that Stetson Bennett would make, it was, oh, yeah. Ah, well, he's a walk-on, got to get the five-star guy in there, and, and I don't know why. Uh, the turnovers, he'll have those brain fart moments, the lack of mobility, but yeah, it's just, it It was a common theme all season long, and yet the the at same, the same vein, the, the team was just rolling through the regular season unbeaten and blowing teams out.
5: By the way, we're going to get a lot of this on Twitter, uh, the Nash Music just sent this in. You did not just say Georgia would be favored over Alabama, did you? No chance, Alabama yeah. will be favored. That lines already come on out, Chris. I, yeah, I you sent it to
6: me, other. and I was shocked. There's two things here that are happening tonight. Yeah. Now, uh, I when because I feel like one of the one of the things that needs to happen more. In our gambling conscious world is accountability. So when yes. you make a... You can't have the Arnie gene which is Arnie will make a prediction and unless it's right, he forgets about it. It's <laughs> it, it's almost amazing how good he is at it. But w- when this first line came out yeah. and Georgia was a nine and a half point favorite, I we literally had a show. With, Arnie and I do a show against on against Sunday Michigan. nights. Yeah, yeah. 10P to 2A, right. When, when the, the initial line going back came out for Georgia against Michigan, it was nine for Georgia over Michigan and I thought... I'm, I'm flying to Vegas or wherever it's legal, and I'm putting everything I have on Michigan to cover this. So I, I could not have been more wrong. And I think he got bed down to like seven, maybe in six yeah, and a half and a, and a half. No, and seven and a half. And it closed at seven it, yeah. and a half. Yeah. So. I don't know if I'm going to question any number with Georgia, but you sent it to
5: me. I sent it to you. Yeah, that's the official number. I think Darren Revell put that out. It had um, what was it? Georgia. I have it right. I think it was three and a half. No, no. Georgia minus two and a half. Alabama plus two and a half. Over under fifty three. Money line Georgia minus one thirty five. Alabama plus one fifteen. But the line is two and a half. Georgia favored by two and a half.
6: Wow. Um, That seems to be. And, and, again, the, these were – and the, the national championship game is in Indianapolis. These were put out literally one hour ago. So right at halftime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, and that there, was courtesy yeah. of Circus Sports who sent that out. So I, I'm I'm with Nash Radio. Circus I'm, I'm Sports, as confused yeah, yeah. As, as he was because whenever you sent that to him, I was like, wow. But then I stopped and I realized, yeah, you were, you were adamant that Georgia shouldn't be as big of a favorite over Michigan as they are and look where they are right now. So I'm not going to complain too terribly much. It's It seems odd, Arnie, that yeah. it would be that kind of number, but I also feel like we're kind of prisoners of the moment right now, right? And you're in that situation where maybe Alabama didn't look so good. It's uh, still winning like they did. You know, they had a couple of injuries that popped up. It seemed as if they're wide receiver core. They, they, they struggle when they took away one piece of it. So maybe they looked at that and thought <laughs> – George is dominating a team that's infinitely better than Cincinnati. So, uh, yeah, we're going to make him a favorite. That's what I came away with when I saw that.
5: There'll be a lot of money on Alabama, but the pros will take George. I'll be interested to see if that line uh, gets up to three or higher. I want to see which way it's going to move. I'm not sure, really, to be honest.
6: All right, uh, we got a lot to get to on the show tonight because in addition to keeping tabs on (laughs) – what am I saying, keeping tabs? In addition to breaking down this game to the nth degree when it goes final uh, because it is O-V-E-R over as Arnie likes to say, yes. we've got a lot of college football playoff talk to get you.
5: Arnie, we've got a lot of Week 17 NFL Don't forget it's two-a-time. You're not going to cheat me on my two-a-talk.
6: Listen, how many days in a row? Danny, have you been with Arnie all week row? How
5: many weeks in a row?
6: No, no, no. I just mean on this show from Uh, 9P to 1A Central Time, 10 to 2 Eastern. Danny, have you been in all week with Arnie or no? Yeah. Okay.
4: Well, not all (laughs) week, but it felt like all week, just (laughs) working two shifts with him.
6: Okay. Ty Shirt, have you been in all week with Arnie? Uh, Thank God, no. okay. Okay. I, I don't know if you guys have known this from listening all week, but Arnie is now all aboard the Tua train until he oh, throws yeah. an interception against the Titans on Sunday and things fall apart because you did make one of the greatest proclamations ever, though I do think you're on about year five of yeah. saying the Dolphins are going since, to win the rest of their since games. Man wa- this year since, somebody,
5: since somebody predicted man would walk on the moon, this is right up there.
6: Arnie, after they fell to one and seven, said they would No, actually, when they won their second game, uh, you said they're not going to lose
5: again. Right, and so far it's looking pretty good. Two more but, to go, and they're definitely going to beat the Patriots the last week of the season. I I promise you that. I'm not even worried about that one. Okay. Um,
6: I yeah. will say though, I'm digging through some old tapes of the show, and by yeah. tapes I mean podcast. I feel like that every single time around the 10th game of the season, you have picked the Miami Dolphins to win the rest of their games. So I don't know if this is a byproduct of you shooting a gun in the air enough times <laughs> until you finally hit a duck. <laughs> But it is kind of wild when you think about it. I'm not taking away from your two-a-time, yeah. but this is, this is impressive, right? Something that has never happened in the national football team, a team that's won seven in a row but then also lost seven in a row in the same season. That's absolutely positively jaw-dropping. Yeah. But it, it's also kind of incredible to think about how that schedule broke for them. Oh. They be, they've beaten one team with a winning record. Well, they there, beat the Ravens
5: stretch. and they beat the Saints, but the Saints were five hundred. Right. I said one team ab- with a winning record. Yeah, I'm nervous about the Tennessee game. I really am. I, I'm not nervous about the Patriot game. I think I think they're a bunch of frauds, the Patriots. But I, I feel good um, about them. But I'm nervous about Tennessee uh, on Sunday. I would be,
6: uh, especially with A.J. Brown playing the way he is. But listen, man, you guys showed your dominance over – uh, Ian Book yeah. on Monday night. So I think you can shut down the anyone gradient. in the National Book. Football yeah. League. How <laughs> about that number that Brady Quinn was the last Notre Dame quarterback to win a game in the NFL when he when awesome. the Chiefs beat, I think it was the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, it, it, bottom line more than anything else, Arnie, you bring up Tua any time you want in the Dolphins. It's pretty incredible. But if you think about it, Miami is one of a handful of teams – that control its own destiny.
5: Yeah, can't you, lose though. You win your last two games, you're in. It's amazing that they control their own destiny with two games left. I, mathematically, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. When no, they we thought about it last weekend. Yeah. I was like, "You're crazy." Yeah, you but, didn't believe me. I told you. But
6: you know who else controls their own destiny right now? The Raiders, man? the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, through everything, Danny. And you G. got an easy schedule. yeah right we got the Colts (laughs) this weekend and we wrap things up with the Chargers Um, Danny G let let me just ask this question before we grab our first time out do you believe that's a simple question tonight do you believe Danny G
4: I do because the Raiders defense has played well against Let's some go. good running backs. So, can they stop Taylor if they're playing up to their capabilities? Yeah, yes, they course. can. Of course. Now, the wild card is going to be who is Carr going to throw the ball to because Darren Waller is going to be out again. Yeah. So, Renfro is going to need to come up big as he has all season long. And Edwards is back from COVID. COVID is playing a huge part in this game, obviously, with Carson Wentz and with What's going on with uh, Darius Leonard and yeah. uh, the Raiders have some defenders uh, that are on the list, so it's it's going to be interesting to see who actually suits up on Sunday.
5: Well, I got I my Raiders winning that game. Oh no, we're done. Hey, uh,
6: what, when we come back, <laughs> when we come back on Fox Sports Radio, every time there's a blowout, every time that there is a Final Four college football game. This narrative starts and it's just dumb. <laughs> we'll talk about it next. But first, before we grab a timeout, dealing with a dead battery to AutoZone. Actually, I just dealt with it this week. America's number one battery destination, AutoZone. They offer free battery uh, services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not. Also, if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help with that, too. They've got reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. Touch new down. Year's Eve with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's
1: TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do
7: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court, and what's next. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's New Year's
6: Eve. Oh, yes. welcome, Arnie and Plank on a like you want to say a Fox Football Sunday. In for Jason and Mike on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, I know it's been a little bit weird all week long. I I knew we hadn't had a chance to work during the week together in a minute, so I figured I'd screw this thing up thinking it's Sunday night all night long.
5: I've been working in this shift now like two weeks now. I feel like I've been here like uh, (laughs) two years.
6: (laughs) Yeah, I I appreciate you finally speaking up and saying, hey, let me work with Plank. I get one day in two weeks. Thanks, Arnie. Uh, I gave you a
5: day, though, and I
6: I gave to say you're a couple days
5: off also. I'm a good guy. You're a good guy.
6: But I want to remind everyone you're a good guy, too, because – we want you to be safe tonight, and, and you know what happens. We party, we imbibe, we try to drink away the sorrows of 2021, um, but don't drink and drive because you know it can happen easy. You have a few drinks, it becomes a few too many, and when it's time to go home, you think of calling for a ride? Nah, what's the worst that can happen? Get pulled over? You lose your license? You total your car? You kill someone. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA, Uber, Uber. A lift a bus a taxi your Nikes exactly. just be smart uh you heard Arnie call the touchdown as we were going to break um is 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 ugly 34 to3 Georgia all over Michigan right now so w- one quick note this is uh, you mentioned Darren Ravel, so I, I pulled this up on his Twitter feed yeah. oh my gosh the quarterback from Michigan just got destroyed um Alabama's win and cover Crushed the books, which again shocked me because I didn't think that many people would be on Cincinnati. And I don't—I mean, do we have that confirmed? We have him, Bernie, on in the final hour. Maybe he can help us. But I'd be really surprised if it crushed as much as it's laid out. But the Michigan loss and uh, the way that this is going, we'll get it back. Michigan plus seven and a half had at least sixty-five percent of the money at every book. Wow. 65%. You
5: know, I asked Bernie, though, and, and I know that Alabama had a, a, like 90% of the money, but the line never moved from 13 and a half. It never got to 14, 14 and a half. Usually when you dominate that type of money, you move it like a half, a, a point, maybe oh. maybe two points.
6: Oh, I'm an idiot. I was thinking of that the wrong way. Yes, you're probably right. With Alabama winning and covering, everyone took Alabama's paid. I'm a moron. Yeah. I, I kind of thought of that in my head the wrong way. So that makes sense. But, um, it, it, this is a surprise. I mean, listen, I I know that Georgia was a six, six and a half, seven point favorite, but Michigan laying this egg, and maybe we should pause for a second and say, Georgia being this dominant over them, uh, it's it's impressive. Now, I'll say this. I'm still a fan of playoff expansion, eight or twelve. I know tonight is not a great example of it, but I will say, Playoff expansion will be good because I know it's like, well, put more teams. You'll have more games like this. You know, there's blowouts wow. in the final eight, final sixteen every year. Of the NBA or college basketball, and no one's like, we just need to play four games. Get more teams involved because nothing is more ridiculous than what happens with a four-team playoff or even bowl games for that matter. Arnie, you, you take this, a month off before the damn games. You don't because.
5: I'm I'm sorry. I'm You're just not sorry. Say Go the, ahead. No, no. But you, just my thing is, is, that people think that this is a reason why not to have more teams. <laughs> this is a reason why we should have more teams. Like agreeing. you said, eight against nine is going to be a competitive uh, a game. Maybe seven against ten, and on and on and on. The more games we have, we'll have. So when you do this, this kind of this yeah. just it puts a damper in things. It really does. It you does. Know? It, it ruins your case.
6: It really does. It's it's like. It's like you're uh, a lawyer, and you're—I don't know—Elizabeth Holmes' uh, attorney. I'm all in on the dropout right now, Arnie, and you're—you're you're defending her against fraud. And all of a sudden, on the stand, she goes, "Yeah, well, I just—I um, didn't want him to know that uh, the Theranos devices didn't work." You're like. What? What are you doing? You just ruined the whole case. That's kind of how I feel right now with Cincinnati. It's like, what are you doing? You ruined the whole case with Michigan. What are you doing? You ruined the whole case. So I just, I don't think that it necessarily is an overall indictment. And there's a lot of people that I work around in the college football world that are like, we need to go back to the BCS. It needs to be two teams. Stop. Continue to expand and grow the playoffs. Getting more teams involved is not going to end with every game being a thirty one point spread or a three touchdown spread. You'll get more regular action and when I say action, Arnie, you're not taking a month off. You're getting going after a couple of weeks. It's good. It's right. good. So I am a I am a big fan of expanding the playoffs to eight or twelve. And I don't think you're going to end up getting every single game like this that some people just feel like, oh, well, because this happened, that's what's going to happen when we expand the playoffs. Not necessarily. And an expanded NCAA tournament hasn't necessarily led to every game being great in basketball. Right, and you're going to right. stop having all this ridiculous amount of time off between the end of the regular season and the games. I just I'm blown away that people will try to use this as an example to say we don't need more playoff action. No, I yeah. think we need more.
5: I, I'm actually up for 16, because I don't want anybody. I don't like the first round buys. I'm I'm the same way in the NFL, but I'm more tolerant. Oh, you in the like NFL 16? Yeah, oh, I do. I like okay. 16. Yeah. Okay.
6: I, my favorite thing too. Whenever you say, "Yeah, let's expand it," like, Well like Oklahoma State would be able to do anything, and then by Baylor, but I'm like, maybe, maybe not. But I mean, Michigan was the number two team all for a majority of the season after they you know started to climb up and, and beat Ohio State. I mean, it, to me, I just I kind of look at it and I think, huh. I wouldn't have a problem with after, um, well, in obviously with Georgia and Michigan, maybe that'd be more of a semifinal game anyway, but I wouldn't have a problem with Alabama after winning a game against Cincinnati, having to deal with Ohio State before they got to the Final Four. I think it'd be great. Yeah. I think it'd yeah. be great. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
3: absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the rights or wrong podcast on the
2: iHeartRadio radio app, Apple podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: Nitz is here to remind you all night long with Arnie and Plank on Fox sports radio. Um, Hey, let me just real quick because we haven't necessarily talked too terribly much about Alabama and Cincinnati. And with this game, I guess we can't wait to hour two because we're running out of topics on Michigan, Georgia because it's so bad. But aren't surprised at all as to kind of maybe it's, Alabama rolled? Okay. They won the game and they just decided they were going to cram the ball down the throat of Cincinnati and see if they could stop them. But I mean, they. Cincinnati was game, right? They they battled. Alabama's offensive line was good enough to rack up. I was trying to pull the final numbers here. Uh, ridiculous yardage, but I mean, it twenty seven to six. They kept it a little tighter than this game here is tonight. It was seventeen to three at the half. Cincinnati. Uh, I love their attempted hail mary at the end of the first half, only to get yeah. Desmond Ritter destroyed. But, hey, I mean, it, th- this was a game that was 17-6 heading into the fourth quarter. They just – Cincinnati, that is, had no answer at all to try to stop the Alabama running game. And Brian Robinson, Jr., 26 carries, 204 yards. Alabama ran the ball 47 times for 301 yards. Pretty dominating, but not not like this tonight, right?
5: No, it wasn't. Look, it wasn't super dominating. It was a good victory. They did what they had to do. I had to score like 43-16. I thought it was going to be a too. lot worse Um, when you go in the halftime at 17 17- I said, okay, Alabama's going to flex their muscle, and you were right. 17-6 going into the fourth. Now, just because you were dominating on the, um, on the field, but you're not dominating on the score, 17-6, one play gets you right back in this thing. How many times have we seen people in football teams and football get dominated in the fourth quarter? They get that one big play. Next thing you know, they're, they're right in this game. Um, Cincinnati did battle. That's a good word for it. They battled. They don't have the stats. They didn't have gaudy numbers running the ball. They couldn't stop Alabama's running game. But these were long drives by Alabama, and there was a couple of times, uh, three, four drives in a row. They didn't pick up a first down. There were a couple of three-and-outs there. Cincinnati's uh, defense, I thought, did a pretty good job, even though they gave up the 301 yards on the ground. Um, I mean, what did you expect from Cincinnati? 17-6. If you would have told me it's 17-6 going into the fourth, and I was a Cincinnati fan, I'd say, where do I sign up for that right now? I'll take that 100 out of 100 times, and we'll just battle in the fourth. Quarter. Okay, it didn't turn out that well. It was 27 6 final, and Alabama put up 10 points. So be it. Um, but I thought Cincinnati, I don't think they have anything to be embarrassed about. I don't think any of this baloney, like, oh, next time there's a non power five conference team there, we're not going to, because this has nothing to do with this game. So I don't even know why we even bring that up. But if yeah, it did, I agree. This certainly was a, um, a way to, you know, say, hey, uh, you know, we did a pretty good job. So they have nothing to hold their heads about down about. I, I don't know all the hatred on. On Twitter about this. I don't win, get it. No? Uh,
6: well, here's what it is because everyone likes to bitch. That's why. And if, if it isn't the great Alabama Cincinnati game, Arnie, it could have been a one score game in the fourth quarter. And if Alabama put a couple of scores up late, I'd be like, see, so, see, told you. I, I don't think people watch games. I think they just <laughs> see a score or a box score and they decide to grinch and moan about it. So, yeah. I thought oh, by the Cincinnati way, I, I agree
5: well. with you. I don't think this one's a – when you said you don't think people watch games, I don't think ratings are going to be pretty high no. in this one, especially hey, for New Year's and the second game being a blowout. I, I've said this a lot, Yeah,
6: and, and, and I've never understood it. I get it. I know why they do it, because yeah. we are beholden to the Rose Bowl. But the fact that it's New Year's Eve and it's Friday night, mm. and college football games all year long are played on a Saturday. Right and we don't play the two biggest games of the college football season on a Saturday, mm. and we put them on New Year's Eve on a Friday night, it's the dumbest thing, period. period. I, I know. Listen, I get it. We play college football games on Friday night and Thursday nights, and there's even been some on the opening week of the season. They'll put one on Sunday night, a Monday night, and you'll have Maction on Tuesday and Wednesday. But, Arnie, for the most part, your biggest college football games
5: are Saturday every single Wait, year. Let me let me ask you a stupid question. Oh, Go ahead. Couldn't you have asked the Rose Bowl, hey, can we work something out? Can we, can we, Can we have you guys the lead-in to the semifinals? Wouldn't you think ratings would be bigger if you were the lead into to the two semifinal games than just being the standalone game in the afternoon? I, I don't understand that, you know? They
6: just won't budge, but it's, it's ridiculous. All right, when we come back on Fox Sports Radio, we'll start hitting your tweets. They're great tonight. Keep it rolling all night long. We'll ring in the new year with you on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do
7: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's
6: 34-3 to Georgia with 435 to go in the game. Yeah. Uh, with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio and for Jason and Mike. And I'll tell you, Alabama's is still crushing dudes with a 31-point lead. They want the shutout, but what did I say? Who did I say? Alabama. Oh, did I really? Well, Alabama is yeah. still crushing dudes too. But Georgia is still crushing dudes with 431 left. In fact, so much so that their talented freshman backer Chaz has just got booted from the game for yeah. targeting.
5: They got to stop that. They got to do this. stop the automatic targeting um, oh, uh, and throw him out of the game. Now we can't play the first half. Well, he's a role player, but now, he can't play the, play the first half. half. I, mean, I mean, here's you know, what's it, funny. It here's can't, what's can't, funny, you can't Arnie. This is, like all, yeah.
6: this is all freshmen that are out here right now. I for, understand for that, Georgia. but you
5: can't have that rule anymore. Somebody got one in the first half. Um, they'll be lucky. They'll be able to playing the championship game, no touchdown. Um, you know what the funny thing is? Yeah. All these
6: dudes that are out here right now for Georgia, they've basically got a majority of their starters out, you know, just to be smart. They're up 34-3. to three. Um, Ten. Ten. Uh, Oh, well, your feed's ahead of mine, Mr. Vermont. I said there touchdown you go.
5: like five minutes ago.
6: You said touchdown, but you didn't say who it was. It could have been a defensive <laughs> touchdown for all I've seen tonight. I wish that you could find a way to pause your TV and be on with all of us. Because you it. confuse yeah. the hell out of everyone. There's technology there where you can do it, Arnie. But you, you say touchdown in this game. I don't know. I, have you seen Georgia's defense tonight? So 34-10. Um, with 425 to go in the game. But that's the thing that's made Georgia so good is while they have a lot of dudes in the NFL and they have a lot of guys that are headed to the NFL, they are absolutely loaded with talent. In fact, Albert Breer just tweeted this. Smart NFL evaluator told me earlier this week that he believes every starter in the Georgia front seven will be a top 100 pick wow. and that a backup – might end up being the highly, highest pick in Jalen Carter. Crazy <laughs> talent, and it showed. And then, you know, well, 34 to 11 because they got the two-point conversion. Yeah, they two, my bad. But um, it, here's the thing that's amazing about that, Arnie. You're watching these freshmen that are out here now that are making plays, and these are the dudes they are going to slide in and help Georgia probably struggle a little bit maybe, but not skip too much of a beat defensively next year. You get a year to sit, learn, you watch from guys that are going to the NFL, and then the next thing you know, it's your time. And that's why Kirby Smart has developed a factory because he's recruiting five-star guys that when they get there, they stay, they buy in, they learn the system, and they're going to play for a national championship on Monday night.
5: I'm wondering if the SEC now is still so strong or if it's just a little bit top-heavy with two or three teams, Georgia, Alabama, and a few others, and then the rest kind of just fall into place, you know what I mean?
6: Well, it, it'll be interesting to see when Oklahoma gets there in a couple of years if that changes things. What the what the divisions look like, what their pods true, and true. scheduling look like. If Texas continues to well continues to get better, tries to get better, A and M continues to get better. Hey, I I mean I don't know how else to put this, Arnie, but the NIL stuff is a ridiculous game changer. I mean, you start looking at. You know, there's a kid named uh, Kobe uh, McKenzie, his name just escapes me right now, is a linebacker that just signed with Oklahoma and basically said, yeah, you know, this came down to I was getting offered a lot of money. Now, first of all, first of all, you're not supposed to be enticing guys with right. NIL, but right. the deals that were there from Texas and Austin, this dude could have made a lot of money, but he decided to sign with Oklahoma. These NIL deals are going to be massive in recruiting for A&M and Texas and I'm sure places like USC. So to me, I think that's going to be interesting to see, Arnie, how that ends up affecting things when you start thinking about the talent, the five stars and getting the kind of players where you can compete with the Georgias and the Alabamas of the world.
5: Yeah, I'm waiting to see the official numbers, though. We hear about these NILs and Saban I don't think you ever going to. Oh, you don't think so? Uh, Well, Saban told us he made more than a million on on Bryce Young, but that's just, you know, probably shouldn't have said something like that.
6: Well, I mean, he can, and then he can go out (laughs) and use it in recruiting, right? I'm telling you what, Spencer Rattler made a lot of money at Oklahoma. So I don't know if we'll ever know the true amount, but I think it's going to be a game changer. Hey, it's New Year's Eve. Be smart. If you think it's okay to drive stone, don't do it. The truth is, your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI, paid for by NHTSA. Uh, let's get a couple of tweets because I promised. I was kind of going back and forth with my man Akib on Twitter. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm never a fan of comparing two sports. Right. But I do think it is apples to oranges when you talk about the expansion of the NCAA basketball tournament and wanting to expand the playoffs. But I feel like we're in the fruit aisle because everyone thought, oh, when you expand from 32 to 20 to 50 to 64, it's going to kill the tournament. You go to 68 or whatever it's at now. It's going to kill the tournament. No. And no, I just feel no. like this whole idea that when you expand from four to A, we're still going to get more blowout games. And if you get to 12, it's unfair. No, I, I, I just think it's going to make it better. You're going to get more games. You're going to get better matchups. You're not going to have this ridiculous month off between games. So he's right. More relevant games. More, more relevant games. games. Right. It's going to be better. Uh, and yeah, I missed, I misspoke when I was talking about Michigan. I meant to say, you know, they beat the team in Ohio State that was supposed to be the second best team behind Georgia all year long. And, and look what's happened to them tonight. Does this mean that Michigan's a bad football team? No, No. Not at all. Does it mean they weren't worthy of a playoff berth? Absolutely not. It just means Georgia's damn good, Arnie, and we're gonna have this in sports,
5: right? Period. Exactly, and like I said, this is a reason why you should have more teams. I mean, if we keep having blowouts, um, you add more teams, we're gonna have, we're sooner or later gonna have some good games, some close games, eight and nine, seven and ten, six and eleven. Somebody's gonna give us close games, and we'll enjoy it more. And, and Paul
6: is correct. Now you start looking back on the season that was, and you find every little problem. For instance, he writes in retrospect that three point win over Nebraska and. Seven point win over Rutgers doesn't look as impressive for Michigan tonight. Absolutely not. But then again, does the Ohio State win look any less impressive? Does the Big Ten championship game look any less impressive? No, they don't. It all balances out. But it's a fascinating night of debate about the future of the playoffs because both of these teams ended up just dominating so thoroughly. All right, when we come back, I've got a lot of tweets to get to. We've got NFL Week 17 news to talk about. With Arnie Spanier, I'm Chris Plake, sitting in for Jason and Mike on Fox Sports Radio.